Welcome to Working Gratitude, real people, real gratitude at work, with your host, Darren Hollingsworth, Chief Gratitude and Accountability Officer at Odonata Coaching and Consulting. The Working Gratitude podcast was launched in 2012 to stimulate dialogue and conversation about research-based best practices of gratitude in the workplace and ways that gratefulness is expressed via philanthropy. These brief interviews with successful leaders from a variety of professional environments will encourage and inspire you and give you ideas about how you can start working gratitude. Thank you for listening to Working Gratitude. Now here's your host, Darren Hollingsworth. Hello and welcome to Working Gratitude. Thank you for joining us. My guest today is David Oliphant. A President's Club successful realtor, David loves change. He says he thrives in it. A life objective for him has been to try to say yes more than no. So when new opportunities come up, he always looks at each one with thanks. But then he looks with a critical eye to see if it fits his life as he has worked to find balance between work and play. And he does both, hard work and play. He's done everything from hosting a TV show to being a cruise director, a flight attendant, a restaurant owner, and now a realtor. Plus, he continues to teach yoga three times a week to keep himself grounded. David lives what I call a blended life. I'm excited to talk with you today, David. Thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Darren. I'm appreciative to talk to you. So before we launch deeper into the working gratitude conversation, um, could you elaborate a little bit on those notes that I shared with our listeners about uh, how you show up in the world and what you're creating for your clients and, and your yoga practitioners and, and just give us a little further introduction to you. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to. Um, you know, I think really what kind of started my journey looking back or the big shift in my journey, um, when I turned... Uh, probably 19, I had the opportunity to move to Europe for a year. And I literally had uh, like an hour to make the decision. Someone called me and said they were going for a year and they had an extra space and did I want to go? And I had to tell them that night. And I think it probably took me all of like 30 seconds to decide. And I said, yes, because I couldn't imagine that opportunity with the flexibility I had in my life happening again. So, you know, I, I was able to moved to France and I lived there for about 18 months and I turned 21 years old there. And just that experience of being, uh, living in a small town, but going to such an international destination kind of just changed my outlook on the world. But that also made me start thinking, I'm so glad I said yes. Like what would have happened if I just said no in that amount of time? And that's really what started my thinking about, gosh, I should always be trying to say yes more than no. And then try to figure it out because if the, your life changes, you know, circumstances change, the people you meet change, and just the experience I started to have changed. So that kind of set at the groundwork, and that's also what probably catapulted me into wanting to spend more time in the travel industry. So I came home from Europe and got a job as a flight attendant and did that for a couple of years, and then was fascinated by hotels because we were checking in and out of hotels so often. So I went to work for the hotel world, which brought me into catering and convention services and trade shows. And before you know it, that was 20 years of my life. <laughs> so wow. that was fast, right? But it all kind of happened, I think, for me saying yes to the invitation to go to, to, go to France. Great. What a, what a joie de vivre and a, uh, a spontaneity. I, I love, I love that. Well, then you came to, uh, 
real estate and you, you've had a, a successful career in real estate. So let's launch into uh, what you are grateful for at work today. Give us an idea of what you are grateful for today. Well, at work today, my world of uh, real estate, first of all, I'm grateful to have found a successful business, but um, I'm, I'm most appreciative of the fact that I can kind of put my business acumen together, which has just kind of organically grown over the last 20 or 30 years, um, coupled with my really strong desire to nurture people in stressful situations. So, and I think that's just, you know, partly who I am as a person, but I've recognized that in real estate when some people, especially here in Northern California, when you know, easily you're spending a million dollars for a starter home. That's a lot of money for most people. And when someone's buying or selling, typically something's happened, right? There's been a big shift in our life. So kids have moved out or people are downsizing or a young couple's buying their first home or there's been a job transfer. But sometimes that just creates stress for people. So being kind of a calming, natural uh, personality, it's it's been able to bring kind of some security and safety in the transaction for people, but also some, some levity and, you know, just understanding what the transaction is and not being stressed day to day. I always say deep breaths and baby steps in real estate. And that's kind of the same as, you know, when I teach yoga as well. I was going to make that association knowing that you teach yoga. It sounds like you bring a very um, centered, uh, calming, spirit to yes what can be a very I, stressful I do time. and I feel fortunate and I think I, you know I kind of sometimes I sit down on the yoga mat it feels like singing for an hour and a half you know just mm. kind of where you're letting it come into you and flow right back out of you and sharing it but that's kind of how teaching feels to me and I recognize too that even if I have a really stressful real estate day I still am driving to class and sometimes I think oh my gosh like how am I going to shift off one thinking uh, from you know the craziness my day has been and shift into another thinking where really people are looking to me to be calm and centered and, gra- and guide them through something that's going to help distract them from their day they, they had as well. If I can, I'll share one experience with you that kind of happened probably a year ago and was a real aha moment for me. But I had a woman that would take my class and had for a couple of years and she never really said much. She just came in and took class and left and um, probably not... Uh, all that physically fit of a woman, but you know, extremely dedicated to her own practice. Um, she came up to me after class one day and said, well, today's my last class. Um, I'm moving. Your practice has meant the world to me, and I wrote you this letter. I'd like you to read it when you get home. And I went home and opened up a 10-page letter about how much just me showing up and teaching class allowed her to show up in her own life and take care of herself mentally, physically, spiritually, and how she finally felt like at home in her own body for the first time in a long time. Wonderful. And gosh, that changed my thinking, right? Because I thought, well, this isn't about me (laughs) shifting my thinking from a busy day to teach class. This is about the people who are waiting for me to show up and help them shift their own thinking. So that was a huge, profound moment in my teaching. Certainly, and and something for which all of your, your, the people participating in your class can be grateful for. And, and when you can get that, that thanks, and you hit a couple of things here, a handwritten note or a letter, whatever it was from her that she'd taken the time to basically say, thank you. 
that is gratitude coming back at you and it's because you put it out there in different ways so it doesn't necessarily come back same same but then i do look at the way you take your practice off the mat and into a real estate transaction and that centering take a deep breath focus um, those things that you can blend and a, a concept of of mine that i advocate with clients and organizations is the blended life create a culture for your people that blends what makes them calm and what makes them successful and, and blend those two together. And it certainly seems yeah. like you've, you've woven that fabric together. Now you've mentioned having a challenging day in the real estate world. So that kind of leads nicely to our second question. Um, can you give us an example more specifically of a challenge that you faced that you did turn around, that you shifted with a grateful spirit um, with a grateful heart or with the practice of gratitude, because what the research shows is that uh, gratitude can, it can't, won't make the problem go away, just like meditation won't make the problem go away, but it helps acknowledge something. And when you can find something to be grateful for, it can shift. Can you give us a perspective of that? I, I, I can. I'm happy to. And, you know, one thing that helped bring some clarity to a situation like you're asking about, I do remember my vice president one time saying, gosh, I can't believe you're going to work all day and then go teach yoga. And I said, that's where really you have the order wrong. It's because I have gone to take yoga that I can show up the next morning mm. and be kind of whole and balanced. So that's where the order was off to that kind of thinking, if you will. Yes. Um, but the situation that um, that comes to mind was with I have a lot of uh, buyers that really are kind of first-time home buyers. It's their very first big transaction, either as a new couple or uh, whatever the case might be. And I do think of a situation that happened not too long ago, about six months ago, of a young couple with one uh, child and another one on the way. And they loved the home that we had looked at, and they were having a lot of trouble just finding the right lender. Because not every lending experience here in California is a very traditional bank. You know, we have lots of mortgage advisors that do kind of out of the box private money lending. And I do uh, remember just hearing in their voices that they had really given up on being able to find this home. And I just wasn't, I just wasn't going to allow that to be the case for them because they loved this home and kind of what it meant in their life. So um, together we, we just continually researched until we found the right lender that could help them through that process. Um, but again, it really, it really, you know, while it's how I make my living, it really wasn't for me or for the transaction. It was because what it meant to this young couple that I wanted to work so hard to get that sorted and figured out for them. And we were able to do it, but you know, that's kind of tenacity and that sometimes it takes not giving up or not taking no for an answer. Um, one of my favorite things has become, you know, when someone says no, I just say, all right, then what's next? Mm -hmm. Instead of just kind of taking the no for the no. So initially, you know, there's been lots of situations like that in this world of real estate that comes to mind for me, but that's the one that's kind of top of mind right now. And they are in that home and they're right there. They've just had their second baby and super happy about that. So. Wonderful. You bring up uh, something, two things again, that I, I hear somewhat consistently. You've found a, a gratefulness for a character trait, really, and that's your tenacity. I've, I've talked with a number of different coaching clients uh, and other guests on this, this podcast about um, 
different things that you find in your career that you can be grateful for that serve you well, but they've been learned or they've been refined. One is resilience. And you mentioned tenacity and then just being able to be in the service of others. There's, there's a, a great deal of gratitude that is generated from that. That then leads to the next question um, is as you cultivate this centered attitude, lifestyle, um, ability to work because you are calmed and centered and you find your gratefulness in your work and with those couples and placing them in their new, their new home, you're doing something that's very outwardly focused. I like to look at this from the standpoint of, of community impact and where then you take it beyond the direct relationship with one client. What are you doing that expresses a sense of gratitude in your community, um, either volunteering or giving or mentoring? What, what comes forward for you as an expression of gratitude? Well, you know, and it's, it's, it's on my website, and I use it at all in my marketing, but I love, um, I love two things, old people and old dogs, mm. right? I just, I just have a softness in my heart for um, both of those. So uh, every time I help someone buy or sell a home, I make a donation to Muttville Senior Dog Rescue, and that's a rescue that uh, takes in dogs that are seven years or older uh, and then adopts them out to different families, puts them through kind of a healthcare checkup. We have a dog named Blake right now who's 17 and he's mm. down to two teeth. Oh boy. And we got him when he was 11, but he's the love of my life. I love that little guy so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love being able to contribute to something like Muttville, but we, we take it one step further and we do, Muttville has a program called Phospice Care, which is where you will take in a senior dog that's not healthy enough to adopt out. Mm. And you know the dog's going to pass away. So you take that dog in knowing you're just trying to give it a good end of life mm-hmm. uh, situation because it can't go into a home with the expectation of living years. It's probably going to pass within the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people always say, gosh, isn't that so hard to say goodbye to the dog? And of course it is. But again, my thinking shifts a little bit because it's not about the sad day for me. It's about changing the end of the life experience for that dog itself. So it at least feels content and safe you know, when it finally does pass away. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest organization I'm involved with the most often. Mm -hmm. Um, How do your clients react to that knowledge that, or do you let them know that, or do you do that quietly? Or or how do you um, inform your clients about your sense of gratitude for your interaction with them and your dedication to that nonprofit? Well, you know, living in a small town, it's important, I think, to be successful and involved. To be successful, you need to be involved in the community because people really kind of recognize that or look to that. Um, so, no, I use it in all of my, my marketing and branding that I make the donation to Muttville and why I feel it's important. Great. Um, and that, you know, people are feeling like they're giving back a little bit, too, through their transaction if they know a donation is being made in their name. That's so wonderful. So I use it in all of my and all of my branding and my marketing. Wonderful. I love how, again, gratitude comes into the workplace and it's very authentic. It's mutually beneficial uh, to express your gratitude to a client, your honor for a client, and uh, do good uh, while, while doing well. 
Um, you have long been a source of, of, of inspiration to me, and uh, this was a point of curiosity to really sit and have this kind of conversation with you about uh, how you bring gratitude to work. So I'm really grateful to you for taking the time to do this today. Thanks for joining me today, David. You're welcome. Thank you again so much for having me. I appreciate it. And to our listeners, thank you for listening today. I hope you found our conversation encouraging and inspiring and that you can find ways to bring gratitude to the workplace and find your ways to start working gratitude. Please listen, like, subscribe, and share to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at workinggratitude.com. I'm Darren Hollingsworth. Thank you again for listening to Working Gratitude. Darren Hollingsworth has had a thriving career as a financial advisor, sales professional, senior fundraising professional, and nonprofit executive. Now, via business, success, and philanthropy coaching, Darren is passionate about helping successful executives realize and exceed their personal and professional potential. He helps business and nonprofit leaders find and confirm their passion, their inspiration, and motivation. This is accomplished through collaborative work based on gratitude, experience, encouragement, and accountability. As Darren says, surviving is not enough. Thriving is the goal. Additionally, Darren works with businesses, nonprofit organizations, and boards of directors to create new possibilities for transformational customer and donor relationships, organizational strategic visioning and governance, as well as continuity and succession planning. Via collaboration and consulting, Darren engages with clients to empower them to build upon strengths and face challenges with confidence and expertise. To hear more Working Gratitude and for information about Darren Hollingsworth and Odonata Coaching and Consulting, visit our website, odonatacoaching.com, or visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Coaching or search wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Working Gratitude. Working Gratitude, copyright Darren Hollingsworth and Odonata Coaching and Consulting, all rights reserved.